What's up, ninjas? Welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim Cameron Kitchen, best-selling digital marketing author and head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency in the UK. This show, if you haven't listened before, is all about helping you generate more leads and sales online. And in this episode, I'm very pleased to welcome Miri from Soundbytes. Now, Soundbytes is a Snapchat marketing agency. We wanted to bring Miri on as someone who's got a lot of experience with Snapchat, running some really cool campaigns for massive global brands, as well as some smaller businesses too. The reason we wanted to bring him on is because Snapchat isn't something that's on the radar of most marketers, right? So whether it's because your audience isn't the 25 and under that most Snapchat users fall into, or whether it's just because you don't personally use Snapchat yourself, it's one of those networks that kind of flies a bit under the radar, like things like Musical.ly as well. So Marie's come on to talk about Snapchat for us those of us who don't spend our time on Snapchat. So we're looking at the sort of businesses that Snapchat's working for. But there's also, I think, some really useful lessons for people who are never gonna advertise on Snapchat, right? So if you're thinking, well, I don't really need to listen to this because I'm not really working on Snapchat. Well, there's also some really interesting marketing principles, which I think we can take and we can use in other areas. So for example, one of the great things about Snapchat and the reason that engagement metrics are so high on Snapchat is because a lot of the advertisers are using quite a playful and fun angle with their ads. So Miri calls this advertainment. So it's a kind of mixture of advertising and entertainment. Now, this is something, as you can imagine, that is pretty much, you know, you go onto Google AdWords and you have a look through the AdWords results and you're not seeing a huge amount which is playful and fun, right? So I think there's lessons that we can take and things that we could experiment with and test in other areas, which could be quite interesting. So I hope you enjoy the episode. There's also a download guide where one of Miri's team has put together a, a bunch of case studies from their Snapchat campaign so that you can see how those all work. So if you want to download that, then go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash episode 94 and you will see a link to do that. Whilst you're on the Exposure Ninja website, don't forget to request your free website and digital marketing review. So if you want some help with your digital marketing, but you don't really know which areas are best to focus on, which areas are going to see the highest return on investment for you, then what you can do is request this digital marketing review. So if you go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review, stick in your details, there's a short questionnaire to fill out, and then one of our team will put together a 20 minute video which shows you the areas on your website to focus on to improve your conversion rate, increase your number of sales and your leads, and they'll also put together a bit of a quick prioritized action plan that you can follow to get some fast results too. So head over to the Exposure Ninja website, do that, and check out the show notes. But first, listen to the episode with Miri from Soundbox. Well, Miri, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Great to be here. So you're here to talk to us about Snapchat. And Snapchat isn't something that we've covered in particular detail on the podcast. And I think one of the reasons for that is that it flies under the radar of, of most of our listeners. So kind of aware that it exists, aware that there's this thing called Snapchat and it seems to be really popular, but don't really know how to get started or what they could be doing on Snapchat. I thought maybe we could start by you just giving us an example of 
who do you know who's doing a great job on Snapchat? What did they do? And what were some of the results that they got? When it comes to Snapchat, you're definitely right in terms of like, it's not really top of mind when people think of like how, uh, do, doing their marketing. But one thing I sort of like want to outline at first is that, and just so like people can be clear about it, Snapchat is sort of like a very undervalued marketing platform at the moment, but it's very for a very specific audience, right? So it's very, uh, it's very sort of like popular with the 13 to 25-year-old demographic, especially the uh, 13 to 17-year-old sort of like teenagers. They're not, re- they're not on Facebook, but they're not really on Instagram either. So I would just say sort of like if your business or if you have a product that appeals to, to young people, that that's basically sort of like a good, in that case, Snapchat would be sort of like a good marketing tool for you. Going back to your question in terms of like who's using Snapchat successfully, I would say one of our clients that we're working on, uh, Plato, uh, they have an app which basically uh, is, uh, is all about sort of like playing together and like it's a social app. And they realize that their demographic, what they're reaching out to, which is basically a female audience between the ages of 13 to 20 years old, they are all on Snapchat. So they've kind of done a sort of like uh, 180 when it comes to their marketing budget and trying to allocate as much of it on Snapchat as possible. We we're talking about this business is targeting females 20 to 23. Um, and that kind of under 25, that's the, that's the typical age range of Snapchat, isn't it? If your business is targeting people in that age group, then it's something that you really should be thinking about. Exactly. Yes. Yes. If it's a bit older, then there are better alternatives out there, I would say. Okay, cool. So that's the sort of business that should be doing it. And then one of the things that companies do when they when they first get into social media is they go on all the all the social networks and they all set up a profile and they just start posting and quite often it's not really getting any traction i was talking to someone earlier who was uh they do elderly people's care and you know their twitter page wasn't getting much engagement and it's kind of like yeah it's to be expected and 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 he knew that as well for companies that don't have an age range there are they okay just completely ignoring snapchat is there anything that they should be doing just to keep it ticking over how do you mean in terms of like uh, the ones who don't have a particular age group that they're trying to appeal to? Yeah, I mean, is this something where people should be building a vi- building a profile and building visibility ready for when the rest of the world jumps into Snapchat? Or is this something that if your audience isn't there right now, just don't even worry about it? That's a great question. And the way that we look at it is... Forgetting about Snapchat and forgetting sort of like uh, uh, about Snapchat as a company... Just the medium of having 10 second short clips that play one after the other is a very interesting medium. So when when people say, for example, Instagram copied Snapchat, they didn't. They copied the format that Snapchat delivers their content, which is basically these 10 second clips, well, it's 15 seconds on Instagram, that play one after the other, and you can basically skip through them quickly. So just this format, I think, is a very important one and something that we will start seeing uh, emerging in a lot of other platforms as well. So you're definitely right in saying that uh, brands should basically get started in terms of like learning this format and snapshot would be a great place of sort of like doing that the the way sort of like to use this format correctly because i see so many sort of like bad examples of this would be for example uh, because Snapchat is uh, is a very uh, mobile centric platform like you cannot really find uh, open your account on, on, on desktop. So what, what, what most brands do is they will try and get their videos or their pictures and crop them into the sort of like the uh, 
the vertical resolution of the of the app and it's uh, completely outrageous you'd you'd have like huge companies like like uh, call of duty when they had their new marketing campaign for for the new game they just took the, their trailer from youtube they cropped it so they would fit into sort of like the vertical screen of the iphone and just play a 10 second version of it on snapchat and call it a day and i i don't have their metrics but i would assume that it was probably really really bad so the sort of like the main thing about brands going into this sort of like medium would be try not to think of it as, oh, I'm going to take all the content that I'm, that I'm making in other platforms, such as sort of like YouTube or horizontal video on, on Facebook or, or elsewhere, and just repurpose it for Snapchat. You need to have a special type of content for this sort of like medium. The way we think about it is sort of like giving people a... Uh, a, uh, a backstage view into the into, into the, the process of things. So let's take an example that let's say there's like a, a new movie coming out, right? Instead of just taking the trailer of the movie from YouTube and then cutting it and like uh, uh, cropping it so that it fits on Snapchat, what you could do is you could get one of the actors, let's say Kevin Hart, he's like going into the premiere, he holds his phone up and he says, hey guys, I'm about to sort of like uh, go into the premiere of uh, one of these movies. I mean, Kevin Hart makes one movie per week, by the way. He's very productive. <laughs> uh, and he's like, hey, I'm, ch- I'm checking out this movie. I'm here with The Rock. Check it out. Uh, if you guys want to check out the trailer or if you want to reserve your tickets, swipe up, right? So you're not really showing them the movie, but you're showing them the, the, the backstage of, of sort of like the, the process of what happened. And that, that's something that sort of like brands can play around with and, and take advantage of. That's super cool. It's like a, you're almost selling the advert, aren't you? It's, it, you're not actually running the advert. You're just intriguing people enough that they swipe up. Exactly, because it's sort of like it it, uh, it plays to what Snapchat is as a platform. Even even Instagram was copied, and Instagram is super sort of like a, a high uh, polished and super like fancy with all the filters. When it comes to the influencers that you follow, you will have their their regular photos, which are like photoshopped to death and everything that are highlights of their life. And then if you look at their story, it's going to be more day-to-day, genuine, uh, realistic sort of like images, right? So uh, that's how you want to use this medium. You want to use it as a way to showcase sort of like the process and the the, the works behind what, what, what you end up producing. Very, very cool. Maybe we go back to Plato and you can just talk through exactly what they did to promote the app and what the results were for them. Gotcha. Um, so they've been a client of ours for a while now and they had this sort of like app that basically uh, you, you could play chess or like, and a variety of other games with, with a friend of yours inside the app and you could chat with them as well. Now, the, the guys who made it are absolutely brilliant. I think they, they, they would have found uh, they, they used to work in Yahoo Games. But because of sort of like you need to have a special type of uh, insight when it comes to like the millennials that you're trying to market. So when they first came to us and their marketing was way too serious, if you know what I mean, it was like, oh, it's a free app. It's a lot of fun or it's like it's simple and it's easy. Like all these catchphrases that don't really mean anything, if, 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 if you know what I mean. So what we did was the very first thing when it comes to jumping on Snapchat is you need to pay special attention to your creatives. Bear in mind the audience that you are appealing to. These are young people. This is a generation that basically uh, 
has seen it all. Uh, they, they're super familiar with everything that's going on. They have their their finger in pop culture. So you need to sort of like uh, uh, you, you need to sort of like appeal to them by by showing them something relevant. So what we we did was uh, instead of just saying, oh, this this app is just easy and download and and great and, and lots of fun, we try to sort of like bring in memes. For example, because we, we try to play up the competitive aspect of uh, the app and we would be like, oh, if your friend sort of like challenged you and then we would use, uh, if your friend challenges to a game and then they beat you or something and it'd be like, we would show a picture of someone dropping the mic, right? And it would be like Kevin Hart or something. So that would be funny. And they'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I want to check this app out. Or for example... The, 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 there was one ad they, uh, that they wanted to run for one of their games. Uh, it's called Werewolf. Are you familiar with it? I'm not, no. So it's basically, uh, it's sort of like you, you go, you have a bunch of players and they could either be a werewolf or a villager. So you got to decide wh- which is which. It's kind of like fun. And then you need to decide who, who, who to kill. And if you get it wrong, then you die or something, right? And Plato was like, oh, let, let's just show like a scary werewolf and like say, oh, it's a very fun game. And we're like, no, 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 no. How about we just do like, oh, uh, like an interaction between sort of like two, two characters in the game. You know how you have the, um, the ads with the text messages popping up in the screen? Yeah, yeah. So we'd be like, oh, Beth being like, oh, kill him, Joey. He's a werewolf. And then Joey would be like, no, I trust him. He, he looks like a villager. And then be like, oh, Joey's dead. Now Beth needs like a new teammate. Swipe up, right? So that's something that's engaging. And it's something that sort of like uh, just speaks to what they know, which is like the text messages. They already sort of like text all day with their friends. So when they see on the screen that top, that, that type of sort of like format, they want to like check out what, 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 what is happening. That's very cool. And they got, what, 200,000 downloads with this? Yes, yes. Uh, we've, been, we've been running campaigns with them for a while now. And I think in total, in, about, uh, in a very short amount of time, I think it was three months or so, we managed to get 200,000 downloads from them. And this is not just due to sort of like, um, just, just due to our efforts. Another thing that we've realized, uh, Snapchat has this very, very, very much undervalued amount of attention. So uh, when we started out as fanbytes in the beginning, we started running influencer campaigns on Instagram and YouTube and Snapchat as well. And when we looked at the Snapchat results, we're like, whoa, we're like, hold on, that cannot be right. But we're just seeing sort of like a click-through rate and like people actually taking action being much higher compared to like other platforms, uh, outperforming them almost two to one. So it's, it's basically a case where you could spend the same amount of money with the same type of creatives on a Facebook environment or an Instagram environment and, an, and a Snapchat environment. And you'll usually see sort of like a much higher proportion of your results coming from Snapchat alone. So uh, 200,000 downloads, and I think they paid less than $1 for each download, which is something that's like way, way below industry average. And some of the metrics on Snapchat, like you say, the engagement seems really good, doesn't it? I was looking at some interaction metrics and it's not rare to be getting three to 5% swipe up rate on some of these ads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, compared to Facebook where you might, you know, if you're killing it, then you might be getting a 2% click through rate. Yeah, exactly. Or or even that has become sort of like a a rare right now. Uh, I think that that comes down to, as I, as I mentioned, the format is just uh, because the news feed format where the ads appear is very crowded. And at, at, at the same time on the screen, there can be 
two, uh, two or three different posts, right? So there's there's two or three things competing for your attention. While the format that Snapchat uses, at the moment, the, the content occupies your entire screen and it gets your attention. And and the, the, the catch is because everything uh, disappears after 24 hours, it forces you to pay attention, right? You're like, well... Because on Facebook, oh, he just post, he posted some uh, an update, but I can just check it out later. While on Snapchat, it's going to be gone, so it forces you to like pay attention. This is these high engagement rates are probably also a function of the approach that advertisers are taking in this environment, because it's very much a kind of playful engagement, isn't it? Whether it's like a a lens where there's you know like the Pepsi lens that was out, where there's people on you know skydiving or whatever, or whether it's some fun ad that's informal and it's it's kind of personal mm-hmm. it, it's actually like it's playful isn't it it's the sort of stuff people would actually want to engage with so it's not just the media it's also the approach how can we take this approach and firstly how can we start thinking in that way but i guess also there's a piece that says you can probably take this approach and use it with other media as well whether it's youtube or facebook or whatever right yeah, that's a good point. I, th- I think, to be very honest with you, we haven't really thought about that simply because we we use Snapchat so regularly for our campaigns. So we haven't really thought of like uh, transitioning to other platforms. In a way, I think you, I think that that's definitely correct because I think marketing trends change very, very often. For, for example, sort of like uh, a while back, just saying, oh my God, 50% off or 99 cents was revolutionary, right? People had never seen that before. Like, oh, it's 99 cents, but not $1. While people just get used to things, I think, and just saying, oh, um, free app to download. Like every app is free. Like, come on, that's not like, <laughs> like, like that, 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 that's not a selling point. I don't really care. Or, or, or I don't know, like 50% off or like free plus shipping, all of that stuff that people use for e-commerce is a bit sort of like uh, tired in a way. People have gotten uh, tired of it. And just having this sort of like new approach to advertising where, where it's like, I'm going to offer you value, either going to make you laugh or either other going to sort of like show you something cool and something amazing. And then and then you can, you can, you can sort of like uh, uh, give me your attention if, if you want. So it's sort of like... Um, this concept called advertainment in terms of like advertising, but trying to entertain at the same time. I love that. I love advertainment. It reminds me of, um, I can't remember who it was, but someone employed a, a professional comic to write their email marketing oh. uh, stream because they were like, well, if we're going to email people, we might as well make it entertaining make yeah. it for people, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, 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 in our newsletter, what we use is we use a lot of GIFs. Like, oh, you survived 2018. And then we'll show like a GIF of like people clapping and standing up and having a standing innovation. And it's, yeah. like, it's not a boring business newsletter. It's like, it's, it's something new. Yeah, for sure. Um, what sort of calls to action, what sort of offers are, are, are working well on Snapchat? We've spoken about, you know, Kevin Hart sending people through to the trailer. What, what should we be offering? Should we, should we be looking to sell something directly? Should we be offering a download, a next step? Like what, what should we be actually offering in the app? That's a great question. I would say in terms of like the calls, calls to action you, you can have, they're, they're, they're really varied. But I think it depends on your business. It depends what sort of like ask you have. If you have a product that is relatively sort of like a low price, like if you're trying to sell maybe like t-shirts and they're not like 
they're not more expensive than $10 or so, then that, that's sort of like a low investment type of decision. Uh, people can sort of just like, oh, if they like it, they'll, they'll go ahead. So maybe asking for someone's, uh, driving people to, to an e-commerce site and trying to convert them that way, that could be effective. If you're trying to do something into when you want to sort of like, uh, to sort of like build a more of a long-term relationship, then it would be useful to drive them to a video uh, or it'd be useful to drive them to sort of like another piece of content that that you could sort of like uh, pu- put them to the funnel, maybe like a webinar or, or something like that. But one really cool thing and something that we will, we've been testing at the moment is, are you familiar with uh, Snapchat Lens Studio? Yes, but listeners may not be. Uh, Let me just give you uh, a bit of context. So I I think pretty much everyone has heard of Pokemon Go. Uh, You know, the the sort of like the app that took off. And what you you did was you could look through your phone screen in in your backyard and you could see all these sort of like Pokemons jumping around. So Snapchat has a similar technology, augmented reality. Uh, Some people might be familiar with the dancing hot dog meme. Uh, where basically there's a little, little uh, AR hot dog that just, ju- uh, that just dances on the screen. What Snapchat has done, it's opened up its a- uh, augmented reality API, which means that everybody can make a, uh, an augmented reality creation and they can, they, they can just put it out there and show it to the world. So for example, uh, a really cool call to action would be, taking another example, let's say that you're a donut shop this time, right? Uh, if you go on Snapchat Lens Studio, and it's super easy, it doesn't, I mean, if you have a, des- a 3D designer, it's better, but you could, you could make something like relatively uh, simple yourself in a couple of hours. You could make like a, a, like a dancing donut f- f- figure. Just put your, your logo and your branding on top of it. You make a snap code. And then if you run a Snapchat campaign, you could just say, hey, guys, uh, you could just show someone playing with a donut, maybe holding it in their hands or something. And then you could be like, hey, swipe up to check out this, uh, this uh, AR creation. And then, or maybe uh, it could be like uh, we're having a uh, donut challenge or like uh, play your favorite music with, and then dance with the donut or something, right? So you could have this sort of campaign where people engage with this fun AR thing and the call to action is sort of like fun because you're not trying to sell them anything. But after they play with it, it's sort of like you, you are basically uh, extending your, your, your branding out there. And if they sort of like, will make a decision in the future in terms of which donut shop to go for, they will keep you in top of mind because they've played with your freaking donut for like half an afternoon, if you know what I mean. Uh, To give an actual example of a case study for that, are you familiar with Deezer by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're a uh, music streaming app similar to Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and so on. And uh, we did an AR activation with them where we sort of like created this boombox and we put put the Deezer logo on top. And then we sort of like uh, pushed it out there just saying, um, I think the call to action was listen to, uh, show us which is your favorite song and then dance with the sort of like the the boombox. We only shared it like on a couple of of our channels, and in one weekend, uh, that sort of uh, that uh, AR lens was uh, viewed one one point one million times, and it was shared I think thirty thousand times, and most of it was completely organic, and that, that's sort of like something that we think was pretty cool, and it's 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 very innovative. Not many people are taking advantage of it. So whatever your business is, if you can try to find and make sort of like a fun mascot and push it out there, uh, I think that, that, that that's something that would be really cool. That's super cool. So I'm guessing the engagement side of things here, like how 
how commercial can we be with the adverts and still get a good response? Because it feels like the sort of thing where if we're just seeking to entertain, then the platform is so well suited to that. If we want to just, I know you mentioned the like an impulse purchase, like a ten dollar t shirt. I got you. How how like how far can we push this? Uh, that's a great question. I think you could you could still push it quite far. Um, it, it just comes down to having sort of like interesting creatives. Basically, you can try you can still be creative and also convert at the same time. So I see on Snapchat a lot of ads for people saying, "Oh, Apple earphone, uh, sorry, AirPods." Mm-hmm. Uh, AirPods, so they will have a colored Apple AirPods, e- and they will show them in the ears of of like uh, of like uh, you, you YouTube influencers, and be like, "Oh, even Rice Gum has like green ones." Okay, swipe up to get yours. Now that that's not a small purchase. That, that that's probably a couple hundred, but you're basically sort of like showing showing someone someone that they can relate to, and then ma- making it sort of like fun and like uh, sort of like having this uh, this sort of like cool call, call to actions to it. So I have sort of like a seen a lot of examples of people using Snapchat successfully for e-commerce. There are a couple of things that I think would be uh, useful for people to employ when it comes to making ads for a commercial purpose. Okay, let's go. So those things are, uh, I think the, the very uh, the important thing is because Snapchat is such a personable platform in terms that most of the content you will see there will be basically sort of like, uh, you need to put yourself in the shoes of the people that you're trying to reach, right? So do you Snapchat yourself? Uh, no, not really. Oh man, really? You're missing out. I have no friends on it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, well, that, that, that. Too old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> So uh, if you did use Snapchat, most of the content that you would see would, basi- would be basically your friend just holding their phone up and being, oh, I'm in Paris, check out the Louvre, check out this amazing picture or something, right? So most of the, most of the content shows a human person uh, interacting with the camera. So what some of the ads, uh, some of the marketers uh, uh, make a mistake in, they will show the product themselves. So if you're trying to sell, for example, a makeup box, they will show these cool, amazing shots of like the makeup or like trying to like do close-ups and everything. Going back to the e-commerce store, whatever you're selling, if it's a t-shirt, if it's a, whatever product it is, human beings will eventually have to use it. Don't show me some sort of like a movie directed uh, close-up panning of the of the product. Show me an actual person using it and commenting on it and saying, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Swipe up to, to to get yours. So that that would be one of the sort of like very important tips, which is show a human face because that that's super important. And from the sort of like tests that we've run, showing a human face in a Snap increases uh, likelihood that people will will. Uh, complete basically will complete the snap or finish watching it by 73 percent so that's something to to bear in mind that's something that we can take to any ad platform though isn't it that basic kind of human attraction to seeing other humans i guess rather than just a t-shirt on the floor yeah and and it's also just blending in to the content around you right so most of the uh, sort of like snapchat ads will appear as i said between your friend's stories so if you've seen jack explaining you how he made his pasta and then you see sort of like uh, just an animation of things flying around no actual humans in it that just sticks out right so it it just makes you feel a bit um, like like you want to skip it yeah that's that's super super cool and perhaps you could talk to us about lenses. I know there was a big uh, a big thing with Pepsi in the summer where they were doing some lens stuff. And um, maybe people have heard about lenses, but they might not be uh, familiar about how to kind of use them and how they could advertise with them. 
I think lenses are something that's really, really cool and that sort of like people can take advantage of really, really easily. So the way they work super simply is if you take a picture of Snapchat, when you when you sort of like uh, swipe to the left, you can get sort of like these images superimposed on it. So for example, you could get like, uh, if, if you live in London, like as we do, you could get like a, a small big band at the edge of the, at the corner of the picture, right? So so the, 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 these are sort of like little creations based on where you are at. So they, they're sort of like a lo- location-based. A really cool way that a business could use lenses, and this doesn't apply to, ev- to everything, is when, when there are uh, events uh, happening, for example, we go to a lot of conferences. So what you can do is you could go on Snapchat, you could buy a lens for the duration of the conference. On the map, you could basically just draw a, uh, a, a little rectangle on the area where the conference is taking place. And uh, this lens will, will basically hang on this area for the duration of the conference. So what we did was everybody that is on that conference and that will take a snap, they will be able to see our lens. So that's just like, and guess how much the, the, this would cost you? No idea, nothing. It's, it's basically just like five, five pounds for, for, oh. for like, you could get a lens for five pounds for like a, a couple of hours or so in like a really huge location. It's a no brainer. Everybody should sort of like take advantage of it. So for, for example, there are lots of like um, new music festivals, let, let's say. If you're trying to sell t-shirts to young people who go to this music festival, just make this lens, put it on Snapchat, just pay five pounds. Every teenager that's going to take a snap there, they're going to, they're going to take a look at, at that lens and they might come around and seek your, 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 your stand. So whenever there are sort of like location-based things, this is one of the best and cheapest forms of advertising that I, I could think of. Love that. Obviously, location is one way to target the audience on Snapchat. What other targeting options do, do businesses have to find their perfect audience? So when it comes to targeting, Snapchat is not as advanced as Facebook is. I don't think anybody is as advanced as Facebook is. Like they have like a crazy amount of data. But as I mentioned, uh, location is is a big one. The other stuff sort of like age, gender, preferences, but it's not as accurate. In the end, I would say you need to get a little bit creative when it comes to your advertising. So if, if for example, you are a makeup brand, if you could just sort of like uh, target all the other competitors, where their shops are located, or just to sort of like have a profile of your uh, ideal target audience, where do they spend their time? And you can just input that on Snapchat and then f- f- find them that way. So that would say that's sort of like the best way of doing it at the moment. I'm not going to lie to you, Facebook has much better targeting. I think people get spoiled by the uh, <laughs> the audience targeting on Facebook. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know about GDPR, but it's this big yeah the uh, privacy yeah and i think um well we've already started seeing facebook pull some of its um some of its for example income targeting i don't know whether that's related to gdpr but i think uh i think the days of being able to target people at that sort of level might actually be numbered anyway really okay that would be i guess it's just pushing us to be a bit more creative with the targeting options that we do have available even if that is just basic demographics and uh, and location, I suppose. But another thing I want to add is, even though uh, I think Facebook also creates this sort of illusion, because there's so much data and you can get so accurate with it, when a campaign doesn't go well, you tend to sort of like blame yourself because it's like, oh, you know, um, I wasn't targeted enough or I didn't sort of like A-B test enough, which could be true in in some cases, but in in other cases is because you're also competing with 100 other advertisers that are already on the platform, 
While a really cool thing about sort of like emerging platforms such as like Snapchat is, I don't think I mentioned this, but all of the results that I spoke about, like the Plato getting 200k downloads and so on and so forth, uh, and the organic reach is simply because I'm pretty sure you remember it was freaking amazing to be a Facebook ads marketer in 2008, 2009. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was a gold mine, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now, now it's still good. Like it's still a very sort of like great product, but it's like people are starting to jump onto it. While I think Snapchat is a relatively undervalued platform and it's also very much uh, not crowded at all. Like people are not inundated with ads anymore. Like when they see a swipe up link, they're like, oh, wow, this is the first instead of the 27th ad that I've seen today. Yeah. I remember when I first started advertising on Facebook, I was selling DVDs that that cost like £1.39. And we were breaking even on DVD sales at £1.39. It's just insane. What about the whole thing about Snapchat user base declining? I know there's some financial concerns around Snap, the parent company, people saying that it may never make money. What should people be thinking about the long-term prospects of Snapchat? And should that be playing into their decision whether or not they should be advertising here? Uh, that, that that's a great question because I get that a lot. A lot of our clients, a lot of sort of like our partners that we they, that we speak to, they're like, "Oh, but I heard on the news that 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 Snapchat is dead, or like Instagram Stories get more views." And I think it's just people sort of like uh, headline reading and just focusing on sort of like uh, uh, these huge stories. I mean, the media to to just sort of like sell newspapers, they need to make something more dramatic than it already is. So that there's an element of that. I would say the people who are actually winning and using the platform to sort of like making a crap ton of money are actual practitioners. I mean, it doesn't really cost you that much to just like take out, a, 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 as, a, as we talked about, sort of like a, a snap filter for, for five pounds. It doesn't cost you that much to allocate. I mean, it wouldn't kill you to allocate 10% of your budget. Uh, you could take your regular budget that you were going to throw on Facebook ads, just take 10% of it, push it on Snapchat, and then see what happens. Uh, It's all about sort of like testing things out. And and this goes in both ways because Snapchat might also not be for you. Maybe your audience is not there. So just testing will give you the most accurate view, I think. And just sort of like uh, headlines might be an interesting read, but maybe not so useful when it comes to actual practicality. Yeah, and I guess uh, if people are heading in the other direction, then it's going to just lower the cost of the ads for people that want to test it and want to give it a go. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for joining us. Where can people find out a bit more about you and uh, the agency? Yeah, definitely. Um, so fanbytes.com, so F-A-M-B-Y-T-E-S.com is our website. If you guys go there, I think we also have a Drift channel. If you guys have any questions, you just sort of like ping them over there. Also, another thing, as I mentioned, we sort of like run hundreds and hundreds of campaigns uh, with our clients. And what we did was our campaign guy, he's absolutely brilliant. He, he sort of like loves these things. He was testing out a bunch of hypotheses and we put together a sort of like a uh, a little ebook uh, with sort of like top hacks that uh, marketers need to know about Snapchat and how to successfully use it. I think I'll, I'll provide you a link so that your, your users can like uh, t- take a look. Uh, the, it goes in a lot more detail than I did. It has sort of like a video examples of like uh, good ads, bad ads and everything. So you guys could, you could take a look at that. Awesome. And we'll link up to that in the show notes and that'll be ExposionNinja.com forward slash episode 94. Thank you, Mary, so much for joining us and sharing your experience with Snapchat. No worries, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you.